welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. This is a special broadcast. I hope you guys are uh, staying tuned from my prior show just before this one. This is a special show. I hadn't actually intended on doing this one, but I had such a wonderful guest back in town. I thought, oh, I got to bring her back on again for you guys because um, we had such a good uh, response for the last time she was on. Um, so I decided to do a special show just for you today. And I actually got another one next week because I also got another guy next week. Oh, my God. It just There's so much going on right now. Anyway. All right. Let's get started with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Uh, second pair. You guys are really lucky. Two, 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 two set of quotes in one day. This is a real two for Thursday for you. Okay. Let's see what the universe is uh, in store for us today. No need to regret or even think twice about a single silly or worse thing you've ever thought, said, or done because all of it will one day be used to your great advantage if it hasn't been already. How's that for putting you in universe? Hubba hubba, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us, uh, as I like to say, that there are no mistakes in a perfect universe. That even though themes may, things may seem difficult or, or, or challenging at times, that it's all part of the divine perfection. So, you know, it, it may seem silly. It may seem worse than silly. But one day, one day you'll see it will really serve you. I mean, there are things that I did years ago, years ago that I find have come back to serve me in ways I never would have thought. So it's never too late. And yes, we absolutely, we are the you and universe, so remember that. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going through these quickly because I really want to get to my guest today. All right, let, let's see about this quote from Abraham. The thought that you think, you think, which attracts to it. So you think it some more, which attracts to it. So you think it some more. In other words, when you have an expectation, you've got a dominant thought going on. And law of attraction is going to deliver that to you again and again and again. And you say, the reason that I believe this is because it is true. And we say, the reason that you believe it is because you've practiced the thought. And that a belief is, and all a belief is, is a thought that you keep practicing, Abraham. So it's a very interesting quote, one that I, I've kind of toyed with before about how, you know, our beliefs are kind of made up of things that we just kind of think about ourselves. And because we think it, we believe it to be true. Yet, the only reason it's true is because we keep thinking it's true and we keep pondering on it and we say it's true and then we naturally start doing things to prove that it's true. So it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. And in the end, that old expression, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, is true about everything we think. If we think it's true, it is. If we think it's not true, it's not. And we will do everything in our power to prove it to ourselves. It, does that mean it's absolutely true or absolutely not true? I don't know. 
I do know we create the world around us by our choices, and one of those choices is what we choose to think. And if we keep thinking the same thing is true over and over and over again, for us, it will be true. Whether it's true for anybody else in the world or not, does not matter. It will be true for us. The reason we talk about this is because understanding this can help us to say, hmm, Maybe I need to be open to other aspects. Maybe I need to be open to other thoughts. Maybe, just maybe, even though I think one thing, I should listen to people who think something else to see if maybe there's another way of looking at this. The more open we are and the more we question our own assumptions, the more we can experience of life the more we can experience uh, different things that are true or not true for us. So it's not about objective reality. I mean, it's, it's like to argue with somebody when they say this is true and you say, no, that's true. To argue with them is almost futile. It's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. For them, it is true. Is there a possibility you might convince them it's not true? Yeah, there might be. Wouldn't count on it, though. And so what? What if it is the truth for them and it's not the truth for you? As long as you recognize, okay, this is their truth and it's not my truth, so what? So what? We do not have to convince the entire world that we are right. Because you know what? Half the time, maybe even more than half the time, we find out we're not right, don't we? if we're really, truly honest with ourselves. May not find it out right away, you know, but eventually we do. So let's stop focusing on convincing everybody else that we're right and they're wrong and just say, you know what, I don't know. I think Buddhism says the beginning of all wisdom starts with the phrase, I don't know. So... I hope you will join me in saying, I don't know. Oh, welcome, Lisa, on the Facebook Live. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Jonathan. Pleasure to have you. Okay, so two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Um, I like them. I always like those quotes. I hope you like them. Let me know. Do you guys like the quotes? Give me some feedback. You know, give me a little comment on the Facebook Live or, you know, shoot me an email. Tell me. Let me know. Now... It is my extreme pleasure to welcome back to the studio Natalie Wynne Pace, who is an advocate for sustainability, financial literacy, and women's empowerment, as well as being the co-creator of the Earth Gratitude Project and the author of several Amazon bestsellers, including The Gratitude Game, The ABCs of Money, and Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. She has been ranked as a number one stock picker over 835 other A-list punduits by an independent tracking agency. Her book, The ABCs of Money, has remained at or near the number one investing basics ebook on Amazon for over three years. She's also a top, top rank blogger for Thrive Global, which is 
Ariana Huffington's new platform, as well as Medium, which is a great blogging site. And she has been a repeat guest on many shows, such as natural, national TV, radio, CNBC, Good Morning America, Fox, ABC TV, um, Forbes, and NPR, and the Conscious Consultant Hour, too. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you back in the studio. Yeah. It's, it's great. Nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like it because, you know, people ask me all the time what my show is about. And I say it's about raising people's consciousness, yeah. but it's about raising their consciousness in all aspects of life. Yeah. So we need to talk about the financial stuff too, don't we? Yeah. We need to be grounded and be able to take care of our investments um, as well as our spiritual practice, our bodies and everything else, don't we? Yeah, for many reasons, right? I mean, first off, if we really want to be spiritually based, then we want the world to look like our beliefs, right? Absolutely. And a lot of us, uh, without knowing it, when we are not conscious about our money, we're actually supporting the status quo. So we're supporting, we may even be profiting right. from a lot of things that we're picketing. So right. that's what right. was right behind put your money where your heart is, is to say, hey, I know a lot of spiritual folks that um, should be putting their money where their heart is. They're actually profiting from things that are doing great harm to our world. So you can get rich and you can have a richer life and you can create a more beautiful planet. It's really a win-win-win getting financially literate. Right. Can you give us maybe a, uh, some examples of like what are some common things that maybe people invest in that they don't even realize are things that are like really harming the planet? Well, first off, if you if you um, have a job and you have a 401k and you've selected a bunch of boxes and you don't even know what you're invested in, chances are you're invested in everything that you don't like um, <laughs> quite a lot. So yeah. that's number one. Anytime you're invested in mutual funds and you don't know the companies you're invested in, it's very possible that you're invested in a bunch of things that you don't like. And again, getting... Um, First, the first thing I would say is cover your own assets. So you want to make sure that you aren't just riding the Wall Street roller coaster up and down. So you want to be financially literate enough that you can uh, keep more of your money because the last right. two times the U.S. economy went eight years without a correction, most people lost more than half yeah. of their 401k and their retirement. So the first step, as you were saying in the earlier segment, um, towards creating a better world is making sure that your world is stable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So once you get enough financially literate that you can make sure your own uh, fiscal health is in good shape, then you can start learning more about how you can um, use the power of your investments. And we're all invested. Uh, use the power of your investments to create the world that you want to see instead of the world that you don't want to see. And this world um, is a great creation, co-creation of all that we um, are invested in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we support things. We support, you know, a lot of people I hear, especially younger people, they want to tear down the system, uh, but they don't realize that we're still very much part of the system and that if you want to make change, you have to make change in some of those very fundamental things, don't you? 
Well, I just say we should all learn the ABCs of money that yes. we all should have received in high school. Absolutely. And how, how, you know, once you know what's going on, then you can make great changes. I mean, there was a time in our country when slavery was legal. So, yeah. you know, um, empowered, enlightened people can make great changes. So what I would say is before you want to, um, cr- you know, create something new, learn what we're what's going on right now and keep what's good about it. And, you know, throw out what's bad about it. And um, I think it's actually very easy to keep what's great about investing, which is money while you sleep, Mm -hmm. and throw out what's not good about investing, like investing in uh, companies you don't like. Yeah. And uh, it's a win-win. And uh, you can start there. You know, we didn't throw out the entire U.S. government to get rid of slavery. It doesn't mean that, you know, there's not still a lot of changes to make, but freedom and liberty are still good ideas. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, Natalie. And when we come back, let's dive in a little bit more about the ABCs of money. Sure. And I'd also like to maybe touch upon, because so many people are talking about it now, the ABCs of blockchain. Okay. cryptocurrencies because everyone's hearing about bitcoin and everyone's blockchain happy now yeah. um so we'll get into that so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour is natalie win pace and we'll be right back after these messages you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, <clears throat> Awakening ah, awakening Humanity. Um, sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. Two shows in a row is I'm a little rough. Um, and we're talking with Natalie Pace, who um, I've had on the show before. She is what I call a conscious financial expert, which is a nice change compared to most financial experts. Because, uh, and and we're going to talk a little bit about sort of the ABCs of money, the basics about money, but most financial um, 
financial planners, financial advisors, they all kind of approach things from the same way, right? They're all looking at just um, uh, economic cycles and are you diversified in your portfolio? And you just kind of hear the same thing over and over again from them. But you don't really hear, you know, kind of the understanding the basics from a point of view to really help you to grasp it much easier, right? Um, well, first off, I'm not a financial uh, planner, so right. just FYI, I'm in financial literacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason is that I wanted to empower Main Street instead of make rich people richer, because the average financial planner has to have 500 or 600 clients in order to make ends meet. And so what you don't realize is that is that they actually are hired as salesmen. So whatever it yeah. is that they're telling you is what their brokerage tells them to tell you. Right. And um, in order for you to actually profit in your portfolio and in your nest egg and and also in your in um even in your budgeting you have to know the basics otherwise you're going to just be doing what the markets do because that's what most financial planners are doing is just what the markets do right. with the when you add in the fees usually you're performing below the market so yeah. that's just yeah that's just statistics and data so in order for you to do better than that you need to just know the basics so as an example um, what I again, what I offer is education, and we have free web apps that show you how to diversify your portfolio. Free web apps that show you how to do a Thrive budget. Just go mm. to nataliepace.com and you can download those. But as an example, we, you know we talked about this before. Right. Most people lost more than half in 2000 and 2008. Those right. people that simply used my pie charts again, an educational tool earned gains in both of the last two recessions and then outperformed the bull markets in between. And for most individuals, that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So again, getting the education and being the boss of your money, you can still use a financial planner to um, execute the trades. You're going to have to have your nest egg hosted at some brokerage. So you're going to deal with somebody, but that doesn't mean that they get to make the decisions on what is healthy for you. It's kind of like, you know, if you were to go to a car lot, uh, you wouldn't just allow the car salesman to sell you the most expensive car on the lot. Right, right know enough about what you can afford and what's right for your lifestyle and if they said hey you know you should be buying the hummer and you say you know <laughs> now nah, i'm kind of more interested in the leaf yeah then you would end up buying what you want and right. that's the thing is that you have to understand that any salesman any salesman is compensated to sell you more than you need And oftentimes that's why um, the prior administration had a very strong focus and they actually are uh, put in a fiduciary rule that the current administration is trying to take away to Mm. say to make the brokers be more in alignment with the interests of their clients, because um, when things are sold by commission based and most uh, brokerages do do that still, it can be a conflict of interest. So it's really important for you to know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what are some basics that you see that most people don't know about or basic mistakes that they're making that are some some like simple things that just people can do in their day to day lives to help to make their financial life a little bit better? Um, Investing or budgeting? Because we be, we really need both, and okay. right now, really. So let's talk budgeting both. first, and then investing. Okay, so budgeting. A lot of people like the general consensus. If you are having trouble in your budgeting, right, mm-hmm. which most people are these days, otherwise we wouldn't have almost thirteen trillion in consumer oh. debt. 
So, um, but they think there's this whole consensus that you have to, uh, that you're a shopaholic, that you're buying too much avocado toast and cafe lattes. <laughs> that is not the problem. Right. The problem is wages have stagnated for two decades and expenses right. have gone through the roof. So most people are in trouble because they're overpaying what I call making everybody else rich at their own expense. So you have to have, again, the basics on all of this too, so you can stop making the tax man, the debt collector, the bill collector, the health insurance company, the gas station, the utility company, all of these things rich at your own expense. Because what happens is you just consider these to be bills and you don't think there's a better way. And there really is. So in your budget, I'd say the low hanging fruit for healthy people is that you have to learn more about health savings accounts and going to the highest deductible on your health plan. It's going to provide far better for you uh, today and tomorrow. It's going to save you thousands annually. And it's going to allow you to live a richer life. That's your avocado toast and cafe lattes that you need to change. Right. And the thing just to remember is, is having a high deductible means, yeah, you're going to have to pay some money out of your pocket to go see the doctor. And it, it keeps you from having to pay, you know, the big money if some you're in a car accident or some big thing happens, you'll be okay. But if you're a healthy person, if you're, you're not, you know, don't need a bunch of drugs, if you're just basically taking care of yourself, you're saving so much on the premiums that it's more than worth it. Okay. First off, you can save literally tens of thousands of dollars on premiums. I know people that are saving $20,000 on premiums. They go to the high deductible. So that amount automatically is more than whatever your deductible is for most people. You get a tax credit for the health savings account. The health savings account is like a retirement fund. So it's actually much better than any other health supplemental insurance that you might do because Mm. it doesn't go away when you retire. Like if you, you know, anytime if you have health insurance, you can't make the payment it goes away and if you try to get it back it's going to cost you more right that's not the case with your health savings account so the health savings account pays for itself saves you um thousands or tens of thousands annually which can more than cover your higher deductible and it becomes part of your retirement account and as i as i say if you start young look young people have to have health insurance now right Right. so if you start young with the hsa and the highest deductible then you can actually have millions of dollars in there. That's wow. a re- great retirement account. Okay. Uh, the HSAs, I forget, can you set them up as an individual? Do you need to go through a company to set them up? Well, as with all brokerage accounts, you have to have them hosted somewhere. And okay. of course, you're, when you ask your health insurance company if you can get an HSA, they'll say, yeah, because they want to set it up for you. Right. I recommend that you shop around and go to brokerages. So a lot of the lo- online discount brokers will host your health savings account and they'll okay. give you more choices of course you want like if your uh, deductible is you know five ten fifteen thousand then you want that amount in cash in case you need it mm-hmm. but as you build it up over the years if you have you know two hundred thousand dollars in your HSA then you can start investing it and the oh. the online discount brokerage or other hosted um, places like that you can actually invest it in the funds that you want to invest it in instead wow. of just you know let the insurance company do what they right, want with it right right okay great so HSAs one one big ABCs of budgeting. Huge. Uh, what's another one? 
um, of budgeting, I think you have to rethink everything. I mean, today it's hard to make a case for owning your own home because uh, real estate is back to all-time highs. Yeah. But for professionals, that's definitely something you want to do. The mortgage interest rate deduction is still in place. Yeah. Uh, it does have a cap. But, um, you know, you can stop making the landlord rich and that mortgage interest write-off, it's like having almost all of your rent as a tax credit. Mm. So it's for, you know, for a lot of younger folks, they really need to understand this. I wouldn't buy high ever on anything. Right. So be careful of, about buying high in real estate right now. But that's something that you want to start working towards as well. Right. The, the, there is one thing about, uh, I, I like to point out because right now, uh, ever since I know, like the last 15, 20 years, people have been so into real estate and buy, buy, buy. That renting is not necessarily a bad thing because there are some people, if you just buy something for the sake of buying it and it turns out to be a wreck and you're not good at repairing things, the house or the apartment can end up being more of a liability over the long term than an investment. Again, depending on what it is, how much you paid and everything else. So I I just kind of feel like people are, are... I have such a mindset now of like renting is completely negative instead of understanding that there's a balance, that there is a place for it, depending on your individual situation. Um, I would say for most people, you definitely want to own your own home. uh, But what I think is really valuable about what you just said is that it cannot be just go out and do it. And you can't go out and just trust a realtor to provide, just like we wouldn't trust that car salesman, right? Right. So um, in my first book, Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, there's a three-ingredient recipe for cooking up profits, and it works for buying your own home, too. So you do need to understand basics because it is an investment, and you never want to buy high an investment. And um, But... For most of us, the savings that you have on your taxes, Mm -hmm. if you're an income earner, it can be huge. And if you're on fixed income and you don't have to pay rent Mm -hmm. because you've already paid yours off, that can be a real plus. So I would say, but right now, real estate's too high to buy in most markets. So right now, you should be educating yourself and building up your down payment. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Let, let, let's start. Uh, we just got a couple of minutes before break with yeah. some ABCs of investing now that we've talked about budgeting a little bit. How much time do we have? We got like it could take the but, whole... Well, <laughs> yes. Well we'll, well, we'll continue after the break, but let's okay. just get started. All right. So the ABCs of investing. Again, please do go to nataliepace.com in less than five minutes with two figures. You can put your own pie chart that's personalized about investing, as well as your own pyramid that's personalized about the Thrive budget. So with investing, the one thing is always put in 10% of your income, and I mean your gross income, into tax-protected retirement accounts. Start there. And a health savings account is a tax-protected retirement account, so that's low-hanging fruit. And then, of course, individual retirement account or 401k. That's number one. The second thing is you want to be diversified and have enough safe. So a percent equal to your age safe is always a good strategy. And in today's world, you need to know what safe is because bonds are in a bubble. And traditionally, that would be an area to get safe. And one other thing, money market funds have redemption gates and liquidity fees. So I prefer FDIC insured cash as the first step 
but not the only step of getting safe. So first step is get safe. And second step is going to be safe income producing hard assets that you purchase for a good price. And there are many things other than real estate that you can consider there. Um, And we'll talk about it when we come back. Yes, we will. So thank you so much. See, look, she's taking over the show. She's such a professional. Okay, so we are going to go to break. I just want to remind people, if you want to call in and ask your own questions, the call-in number is 877-480-4120. And if you want to make a comment, ask a question via the Facebook Live video, just type the question in the comments field. Welcome. Jonathan, Chuck, Lee, and Adam. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello. This is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, a special edition uh, with my de- dear guest, Natalie Wynn-Pace. Um, before we continue, Natalie, you have um, an event coming up you want to let people know about, right? Thanks, yeah. So if you are interested in learning the ABCs of money that we all should have received in high school and actually in saving thousands annually, join me in Florida, June 9th through the 11th. It's a boardroom retreat. It's very intimate and we only have five seats left and you'll get the best price if you register by May 7th. So go to nataliepace.com now. You'll see a a flyer for our Florida Surf and Sand Retreat. And the really cool thing about it, most people always say, this is so much more fun than I thought, but it's also, (laughs) it's beachfront. We're right on the beach in Cocoa Beach. So it's a lot of fun and it's really life transformational. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. So we were in the middle of the ABCs of investing. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Well, did you want to go back to cryptocurrency? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Why don't we start? Because we're talking about volatile markets, right? And a lot of people now are looking to cryptocurrencies as sort of a a hedge against volatile markets. So Mm -hmm. first, what is a cryptocurrency? What is a Bitcoin? And why are people so crazy about it? 
you know, I think it's uh, the new pet rock of today. <laughs> so that's why people are crazy about it. It's it got, um, but I mean, the the fundamentals behind it are kind of cool. The idea that, um, I mean, if, in the beginning, Bitcoin was the way that people conducted dark business in the deep dark web. Mm. So there was a lot of drugs and there was a right. lot of illicit a activity when it was first created, and it was a way for them to kind of uh, get around. You know, move, move money without move being money. caught. Yeah. Now, um, in terms of it being, we're talking about it being a hedge against volatile markets. It's the most volatile market right now. Really? So earlier this year, Bitcoin was at, or actually late last year, it was at 20,000 a Bitcoin. Right. Earlier today, it was at 9,000. So wow. you can't really have a currency that one day is worth, you know, $20,000 and right. the next day is worth half that or less. That's not really a currency yet. So what it is really that a lot of people do not understand about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and Ethereum and Litecoin and the mm. other ones that are being created is that um, it's mainly a trader's paradise or hell, either one, oh. depending on which side of the equation you are. The okay. 85 to 90 percent of cryptocurrency right now, what's going on with it is trading. And a oh. lot of it is high frequency trading. So unless you are a hedge fund uh -huh. that can sneak in in front of everybody else, which hedge funds can do, right. um, you got to be super careful about it. Now, right. the blockchain is the technology behind it. Mm -hmm. And in one sense, it's really secure. So all the banks mm -hmm. are interested in it. Right. But in another sense, in order to use it, it, it requires massive amounts of data okay. and actually energy. So uh, it's an inefficient as, as of this moment. But of course, as we all know, with technology, things are inefficient. And then you keep working on them, you keep tinkering with them, right, and they become more right. efficient, and more affordable. Yeah. So, so I heard like cryptocurrencies or, or blockchain described as, I think it was stored ledger uh, or something like that. It's the idea that the the data, like everything about the data all comes together so that when you move something, it has like every aspect of the transaction with it, um, but you have to have the password or you can't access anything. Well, I think that, um, I'm not sure where you're leading with that idea. I just but. want to understand, just to get people to understand, like this is what the, why people are so nuts about the technology is because it. It promotes privacy like I hear people talking about creating new social media platforms on blockchain and people yeah. talking about sort of just as a technology that there are many applications and just cryptocurrency is just one application of this general technology. What I would I would say, um, apologize to um, kind of disagree with you on this a okay. little bit. Sure. But um, what happens is that you get a lot of people that will talk about peripheral things to get people excited about whatever it is that they want to sell them. Ah, so what I'm hearing okay. when I hear you say that is, um, like, first of all, there's some facts in there and there's some non-facts in there. Okay. Second thing is that... Um, it sounds like almost like something that a salesperson would say to sell you into something. So be careful. That's what I would say mainly. Be careful. There are more scams in cryptocurrency right now than I have seen in anything since the last scam, which was about penny pot stocks. And before that, the last scam, which right. was about... Um, Oh, gosh, which one was it uh, previously? It was between Madoff and Penny Pot stocks and now cryptocurrency. So oh, what yeah. happens is that, oh, gold, there was a gold, gold. IRA, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? So what happens is that when something becomes the buzzword, 
then right. you get all of these people that are just opportunists that come in and they use these kind of um, sales-oriented pitches to get uh, get you to go in. Oh, oh, I know what the other one was, cloud computing. Uh. So, uh, you know, when all of a sudden the mainstream started discovering cloud computing, yeah. uh, everybody wanted to invest in that. And so you'd get all these crazy companies saying, oh, I'm the best cloud computing company. You should yeah, invest yeah. in me. And that's what's happening right now. Right now, cryptocurrency, it's exciting. Is it uh, anonymous or pri more private? No, because it, the most legitimate sites, in a certain way, yes, um, but most of the sites where you can actually trade it, you're mm -hmm. going to have to tell them all of your private information in oh. order to trade it. So, and then people will go on there okay. and say, oh, well, you don't want to be on that platform because uh, they're going to ask you for all of your information. But the site that won't ask you for all of your information is mm -hmm. the one that may be the scam site. Mm, I see. I see. See, I always thought, I guess maybe I misunderstood, but I always thought that the idea was of it being private. That was why there was all the illicit stuff being traded on blockchain is because, you know, governments couldn't track it. Blockchain is very interesting to a lot of technology people and mm -hmm. also to the financial services industry. And it's uh, mostly to do with the security of it mm -hmm. from their end. You know, it right. is. But again, it's not yet like it's not like you can develop um, invest in blockchain per se. No, no. And if you're investing in cryptocurrency per se, it's not as anonymous as you think. It's okay. way more volatile than you think. And okay. it's not yet ready to be a currency. And it's more likely that um, blockchain technology will be developed further and incorporated into your existing bank model. Although there are some new uh, bank models like Venmo and PayPal yeah, and Square yeah. that are emerging and kind of moving into the space. And all of them are going to try to be cryptocurrency uh, friendly. Right. Like even, you know, I've seen Bitcoin uh, ATMs in certain places. Really? which is a lot of wow. fun, but I've never seen anybody use one. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine said uh, she, she, she does kind of healing work and stuff. She says, I'll, I'll accept Bitcoin if people want to pay me in Bitcoin. And I was like, well, what do you have to have set up for that? She goes, I don't know. No one ever offered to pay me in Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and that's another thing to be careful of. You actually have to set up a Bitcoin wallet. And wallet. again, it's got to be hosted on a uh, legitimate Bitcoin site. And the legitimate ones are going to ask you all your personal information. So it's not uh, something where okay. you're going to get around that. And the other thing, too, that I have seen in these scams mm -hmm. A Bitcoin wallet is actually pretty easy to Photoshop. So there have been all oh, these crazy scam artists that it's okay. kind of like the Madoff thing. You know, the Madoff thing got away. He got away with it because he would give you these mocked up financial reports that said that you were 12% oh. richer this year than you were last year. Right. Oh, so these Bitcoin wallets, right. they can mock it up and say they're worth 18 million or 25 million dollars. And then you think, wow, well, I can join this and I can be worth that, too. And it's all Photoshopped. Shopped. Oh, I see. Be careful. It's oh, okay. really, really rife with scandals right now and so, scams. So it sounds like your advice to people is like, you know, be be very, very careful and like maybe wait a little while until things kind of normalize a bit? Well, what I would say is that if you want to tr be a trader, that's, which is what everybody is doing, really. Right. What's really going on with Bitcoin is not that people are buying and selling with it. As I said, if your Bitcoin is worth $20,000 yesterday and $10,000 today, it's not a currency. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't accept that, that one day my, you know, what you paid me was worth twice as much as today. Yeah. That's not cool as, yeah. a, as a currency. But right. as a trading platform... 
um, then you better know what you're doing. You better understand how to buy low and sell high. You better get on a legitimate trading platform because most mm-hmm. of them are scams that mm-hmm. are telling you they're legitimate. And um, you really, uh, you really should be playing like playing like if you were in Vegas. Mm, right, right. So, so what is it about the psychology of people that? get taken in by like the scams around Bitcoin, around like Madoff, you know, the, the, what do they call them? Um, Ponzi schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's so common. I mean, and, and, and so many people got taken in by Madoff. I mean, it wasn't just like uneducated people. It was educated people. It was people running pensions and hedge funds. It was people, movie stars got taken in. Yep. What is it about the psychology that, 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 that allows us to be taken in by these scam artists? Well, I think it's less about psychology and more about uh, financial literacy and education. Ah, okay. So as an example, this is a study that was done by FINRA, um, and they discovered that 80% of us are exposed to scams on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. and only 40% of us know the warning signs. Oh, so okay. it's not like any, you know, whether you're and and, you know, I I'm not saying this to brag, but, you know, uh, Gary Becker, who's one of the biggest economic icons of all time, wrote the mm-hmm. foreword to my book. And the reason he did was because he said and he said this in his foreword, he said, um, educated people need to know this information because they're not mm. taught it. So, again, uh, life math okay. skills are not taught. Right. Right. And instead, you go out and you meet with a, a quote unquote certified financial planner. And that doesn't mean that all of them um, aren't educated enough to have your best interest, but a large right. majority of them are salesmen. Right. So you're turn because you weren't educated in life math, you want to turn over your power to someone you think is. Right. And they're not, they're a salesman. They're not, yeah. Absolutely. And that's basically what Madoff's whole scam was. It was mm-hmm. not a, it was great salesmen that were capitalizing on his um and he had a good resume. I mean, president yes. of Nasdaq, come yeah, on. Yeah. But you could have seen through his scam if you had just asked more questions yeah. about this 12% return supposedly or even right. wanted to withdraw some of your own money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because right. that's the exactly. way that he... That's where you that's where you really find it. Oh, can I get some back now? <laughs> and then and then see how they respond. Okay. All right. Well, believe it or not. Wow, it's already time to take our last break. I can't um, believe it. Wow, yeah, I know. So when we come back, let's talk about strategies that the wealthy use that we can use as individuals, Perfect. maybe to help us in our financial life. Sounds good. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And our guest this hour is Natalie Wynne-Pace. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam leibowitz your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc
Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour has been Natalie Winpace, a financial literacy and empowerment expert rock star. <laughs> and she's beautiful, too. I love having her in studio. Uh, so kind. Um, so we've talked about a lot of basics. Um, what, about some, what are some of the things that like wealthier people use to make and save money that us common folk... Us, us paupers can use to also help us in our financial life. The paupers, you mean? The paupers, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the wonderful thing about my, um, my charitable uh, contribution to humanity and sustainability is that I've been able to tour royal households. So I was oh. touring the Prince of Wales households. Uh, he's known as Prince Charles to most of us here mm-hmm. um, because he does organic farming. And I oh. was touring the Duchess of Northumberland's households and because she has this great grand garden. And she also, by the way, wow. that's Annick Castle where she lives is uh, the Harry Potter castle. Oh. So, But I was cool. really fortunate to sit down and, and talk to her and talk to a, a lot of these people about things. And one thing that royals do that we don't do mm-hmm. uh, it's very interesting because we were talking naturally she had looked up my resume and mm-hmm. so she wanted to talk about financial literacy and she said well you know my family we plan a century in advance mm-hmm. so most of us are not planning a century in advance and unfortunately Americans are losing the wealth in, by the third generation Yeah. so that, and the way that I mean look England has higher tax rates than they do here so this is all about again financial wisdom right. like willing somebody money is the highest taxes that, that gets frittered away in taxes if you learn how to start building up your assets whether it be in real estate or businesses etc like um, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett it's more businesses right, right. and so they're able to, to create um, ownership of their children under the gift tax level in these businesses so that by the time they pass, the majority of the business has already transferred wealth to the child without uh, any taxes paid at all. I see. So that's number one. Number two is, and I think this one's a big deal, you know, Warren Buffett sells insurance. Mm-hmm. He does not buy it. His kids are set up with foundations. And most of us would be far better off if we stopped making the insurance salesman rich and we started keeping our own wealth and becoming financially literate. 
uh, here's a statistic I think most people should realize is that if you took a 10% of your income mm -hmm. and you deposit it into a tax-protected retirement account mm -hmm. and that earns a 10% gain, which is what stocks and bonds have done over the last 30 years, mm -hmm. you will have more money than you earn in that account mm -hmm. in seven and a half years. Your wow. money will make more money than you in 25 years. So wow. when you're fresh out of college, you want to do this. And by the way, if any type of insurance product that you have, if you can't pay it, it can go away. Yes. If you can no longer contribute. In fact, the retirement accounts are set up so that at the time when you go on fixed income, mm -hmm. they start paying you. Mm, right? They right. don't go away because right. you can't. And by the way, every person that I know over the age of 65 who paid into insurance their entire lives either loses it or ends up giving all of their social security to the insurance company to try to keep that policy alive. Jeez. So it's yeah. something to really think <laughs> about when you're young because they kind of get you by saying, oh, it's so cheap. It's right, so cheap. Right. Yeah. I always tease my friends. I always say the insurance is the work of the devil. Ah, <laughs> uh, say what you really mean there. Yeah. <laughs> say well, you what see, you really I, mean but, there. But you see, I can say that because I used to work as a systems engineer for um, a trade association called Risk Insurance Management Society. It was basically a trade association of the insurance buyers of like big companies. So I used to hear a lot about insurance and things. So, uh, and because I was the technology guy, and this was like in the early 90s, yeah. uh, so I was the high priest of the Antichrist, so. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got to scoot over a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but look right. at look at the great good that you're doing now. I'm going to yes. give one one more tip real quickly, and this mm -hmm. is on debt. A lot of people, um, especially you know, if you're involved in the gig society, mm -hmm. and I just have to give this warning. A lot of people are again. It's one of those myths out there. Oh, launch your business on a credit card. Bad idea. Ooh, yeah. No, you know, business people that are savvy would never borrow at twenty six or twenty nine percent to launch a business. Yeah. So even Ford, that owns three times the value of the company, they still borrow at six percent. So yeah. you don't want to do it this way. And um, also, a lot of people today, um, like in the gig economy, I just have to say this. Sorry, folks, but. You know, if you're driving for Uber, if you're driving for Lyft to try to earn a little extra income, when you, if you were actually to add up all of your costs and your true costs, like mm -hmm. even gasoline and the lease payment on your car and the insurance, um, there was a study done and you're making $3 an hour. Really? Yep. Wow. And if you took out a lease and you're going to have a big um, extra bill to pay because you're mm. way over your mileage, you mm. actually could be losing money. Wow. So I think that we all need to get a little smarter about this. It's really yeah. easy to kind of get on the hamster wheel and just want a little extra, like thinking earning more is the solution. Mm. And what I'll tell you is that in today's world, um, Spending less is the solution. Paying right. yourself, not the debt collector, is right. part of the solution. Like a lot of people will say that too. They'll say, oh, well, I'm going to start saving and investing once I pay off my debt. And they think that that's the best um, math equation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't pay off your debt. I'm saying no debt collector is going to take up a pool to provide for you if you get sick or if you mm. lose your job. So mm. it is your first job to provide for yourself. Plus, you'd be paying less in taxes and it compounds. 
So, you know, when they say that, oh, you know, it's better to pay off high debt first, it's actually better to increase your assets. One third of your credit score is your assets to debt ratio. So if you increase Mm. your assets and your assets to debt goes, you know, like this, then you can actually borrow at a much lower interest rate and start getting rid of that debt. And by the way, my last comment on this, debt is a budgeting problem. So Mm. if you are taking on debt, then you have to really start rethinking how you're budgeting because otherwise, no matter what you do to get rid of the debt, you're just going to accumulate it again. What's good debt versus bad? I mean, bad debt, bad debt. We know credit card debt is bad debt, you know, things like that. But what's a good debt? So, um, if you have purchased your own home for a good price mm-hmm. and you have a low interest rate, that's good debt. Okay. If you, um, for most people in America, an education is good debt. Although, what I would say to the younger folks is this: um, I get this all the time with parents and their kids, and mm-hmm. just getting ready to go to college. I say, look, you could cut your college debt or your college burden in half just by going to a great junior college and transferring in as a junior to the college Ah. of your choice. You'd actually have a better chance of getting into the college College, of your choice. And your costs would be half. Half, So I did it, and my son did it. I graduated Ah. from USC, and uh, of course I did it after being a singer, so it was not that long ago. (laughs) And um, I I bought a $250,000 degree at the time for $10,000. Wow. Because I transferred in as a junior i was i had was on the honors i had a Mm -hmm. 4.0 and i got the dean scholarship so i would just say first off that's the thing but the second thing that people should be aware of is that if you have an advanced degree Mm -hmm. or higher you're going to be employed first of all in the in your field if you just have a bachelor's today sadly it's like having a high school diploma when i was a kid so it's really hard because you're going to be an entry level and the only way that you can actually really advance is to go ahead and get your master's or your MBA or your law degree. So um, what I would say is that forget about the college experience and trying to go to, you know, to these expensive mm. universities as a freshman. Think about you know, what I would say um, for those parents and those kids that want the college experience or have to talk to their peers about where they're going to go. Is I would right. say my plan is to go to an Ivy League, but I'm going to go through junior college Gosh, to get there okay. and so I can get it for half the cost. Wow. Great idea. Great idea. I never heard anyone saying that. I I did remember, you know, back when I was in college a million years ago, I went to one of the (laughs) city colleges and my speech and debate team coach, he he, he was a father and he had kids in school. And he was saying, you know, at the time there was such disproportionate, I think it's probably even more so now between going to like one of those city colleges versus going to an Ivy League college. He was like, you know, you graduate from here, you barely have any debt. If you have any at all, you probably don't have any debt. You go to one of the Ivy League schools, you have two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in debt. How long is it going to take you to get out of that debt? And how much ahead would you be? You may not be earning as much when you graduate, but you'll have less debt and you'll be able to accumulate more savings in the amount of time it would have taken you to pay off that debt from a big school. And I thought, oh, that's a really smart guy. I think he's, I think half of what you said is really smart. I think that I'm an and person, and I think that uh, going to that uh, city university 
or junior college, a good one a good where you can one, get yeah. the core taken care of for you know a fraction of the cost, and then getting the Ivy League. You you really are going to have opportunities available to you with yeah. a better degree at a better university that you just won't have if you just go for the low cost. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of opportunities, so what opportunities? Once again, uh, can, <laughs> can uh, do people have to work with you and learn more from you? How do they get in touch with you, and what do you have coming up? Okay, so thanks so much. So again, go to nataliepace.com. Uh, you can email us at info at nataliepace.com. You can call me at 310-430-2397. And I do offer private coaching. I offer a second opinion on your current mm-hmm. budgeting and investing strategy. It's unbiased because I don't sell financial products. And of course, if you just want to learn it and implement it in three fun-filled life, tra- tra- life transformational days, come to the Florida retreat and register by May 7th so you save hundreds of dollars. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. And they can find all that out at nataliepace.com. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-P-A-C-E.com. Yep. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate you taking time to come into the studio today and to talk about this stuff. Very important stuff for people to know and uh, great work that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for tuning in. Um, Of course, stay tuned tomorrow. We got more shows, Building the Blockchain, uh, uh, follow me Friday with Joan and Priya and Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. He's got some of his new uh, interviews from the Nonprofit Technology Conference. And I will be back next week. I got like a triple header next week. So you guys really got to tune in starting 11 a.m. next uh, Thursday. So thank you all. We'll talk to you then. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I am Dr. Tranquility of Dr. Tranquility PR, successfully meeting the media needs of the wellness community. As an expert myself for major mainstream media, radio, TV, and print magazines, I now help you book interviews for broadcast radio, podcast, television, and uh, IPTV, as well as many, many magazines. Reach me, 212-920-1603. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, And on the show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. 
Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 